Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for October the 12th in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country, to do so in the traditions of our founding fathers. We use the blueprint for liberty, the Constitution for the United States of America, the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers, and we reject revolution and stand for peaceful restoration. You say, how's that going to work, Sam? We're too far gone. You know what? I understand what you're saying, and I understand the concern, and I understand how mortal men and women could believe all that. And I think there's factual evidence to support that. But I trust in Almighty God. And with God, all things are possible. And we, the people, need to turn to God Almighty and do our very best and trust in Him for the rest. Welcome to the broadcast. We talk about God, family, and country more than any other show on your radio. Let's talk about yesterday for a quick minute and do a recap of the broadcast. We had the first hour, which was a simulcast radio, Liberty Roundtable Live with Brady on TV's The Sheriff Mack Show. Sheriff Richard Mack and I co-host the show. Uh, on every Tuesday, the first hour is TV and radio. The second hour is just radio, but Richard's with me. And we talked to Garland Favorito. He's a retired IT professional. He's an election integrity expert. He's in Georgia. He's the co-founder of a group called VoterGA.org. And VoterGA.org is a treasure trove of information on election fraud, vote fraud, um, you know, election integrity, election tampering, whatever terms you want to use for this. And we talked about huge election company Connex, or Connect, whatever you want to call the thing. And the CEO, Eugene Yu, got arrested in Los Angeles for data theft. He got caught storing election data on Chinese servers in communist China, which means the data is accessible to the communist Chinese party. Imagine our election data subjected to that. And then we say there might be election integrity problems. And they're like, no, you're a crazy conspiracy nut. And then, hey, we uh, you know push and say, this guy's the culprit. They say, oh, my gosh, you guys are Well, wait a minute. He just got arrested because there's evidence. Other than that, <laughs> In America, we just can't agree, can we? Why does Georgia need a 2020 election audit? We cannot get the 2022 elections right unless we look back at the 2020 election and say what went wrong. Okay, what's wrong with Georgia elections? What's wrong with the Dominion voting systems? Well, in addition to this, Mr. You getting arrested, now it turns out that Georgia's new Dominion voting systems have been found by the U.S. District Court to violate state law. So they tell you we claim election integrity problems without evidence. But now you got a guy that got arrested, and now you got, uh, well, hey, the um, Dominion systems violate state law. There's so many other issues. We'll get into them as the broadcast unfolds, but it's amazing. They claim we're talking without evidence, and I just pointed to two huge evidence issues, right? One, the Dominion voting systems violate state law. And two, this guy got arrested for storing your election data in China. I mean, how much more evidence do you people want? 
Forbes wrote an article that said, I don't scan QR codes and neither should you. That's Forbes magazine, people. What are we saying? In certain election systems, they're using QR codes that you got to scan to make your vote. The problem is you can't tie QR codes to real people. You can't keep track. There's no custody of the ballot. All right. That's another evidence-based reality check, right? Furthermore, this vote-by-mail stuff is a disaster. Um, We'll get into that as the broadcast unfolds. But we also second-guessed on the first hour. We talked to Terry Dickinson. She shares her story. She got escorted out of her recent Minnesota County, uh, I guess it was a court meeting, and she was banned from attending any future meetings until a local chief deputy, Steve Duran, or Duran, uh, escorted her back in and let her finish her speech. You want to learn more about their efforts? I thought I voted.com. Documenting even more vote scam realities. I thought I voted.com. Crazy Joe Biden, for example, meanwhile, brags about having the most extensive and exclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. Does that scare the heck out of you? It sure does me. By the way, if you want to get CSPOA SMS text updates, simply text the letters CSPOA to 53445. 53445 CSPOA will get you on the list. Archives of the TV and radio show. TV can be found at brighteon.com, radio at lovingliberty.net. Spread the word, share the love. That was hour one of the show yesterday. Hour two, of course, Richard Mack was with me still. And we talked about Tulsi Gabbard officially leaves Democratic Party, releases a scathing video documenting why, and then she calls on others to join her. And the bottom line is she just says, listen, the Democratic Party is absolutely off the rails. And they don't care about the Constitution. They're undermining everything we hold dear. And my response to Tulsi is she's absolutely right on that. But you know what? The Republican deep state folks are just as guilty. Let me say that again. You're right, Tulsi, on that fact. But the deep state Republicans are the same way. Don't fool yourself into thinking differently. Speaking of voter fraud, it turns out that Colorado gave driver's licenses to 30,000 illegals. Well, in the process, that automatically threw those driver's license voter, motor voter rolls, whatever you want to call it, to the ERIC system, which maintained voter rolls. And then ERIC doesn't distinguish between citizen and non-citizen. And so they sent out 30,000 uh, I don't know what you're going to call it, notifications. Hey, you need to register to vote. Encouraging illegals to vote in the state right before the election. That's a big problem with Eric and the Colorado. That's the problem with this mail-in voting thing. They just send ballots to everybody and their dog, and there's zero custody of the ballots when that happens. We also talked about the new PayPal policy. Let's company fine people or pull 2500 Dollars from user accounts if they promote disinformation. Well, shame on PayPal for that. This is just getting criminal, violating uh, people's free speech rights and everything else. Well, this is an example, ladies and gentlemen, where you're doing good. Because enough Americans got involved and said, are you kidding me right now? I'm out. I'm leaving PayPal over this. 
So now the headline says PayPal walks back the fine to or plan to fine users twenty five hundred bucks for misinformation. They've given up on that and backed away from that, and that's good. But ladies and gentlemen, we need to make these clowns pay further. And I'm not trying to be vindictive or evil or anything else. I'm just saying, look, the only reason PayPal backed off is because all of us got up and said, uh-uh, no way, you're crazy. Then they backed off, but they'll come back for another day. PayPal has been trying to blackball conservatives, constitutionalists, free speech advocates, whatever you want to say, for a long time now. And uh, this is just their latest attempt where they crossed the line and got caught with their hand in the cookie jar. We can't just keep continuing to slap their hands so that they come back to us in just a few minutes or a few days or a few hours or a few months or, and then abuse us again. We have got to say, no, we're not going to do business with these clowns that behave like this. We in America have a First Amendment. It has five guarantees, right? When your government literally says you can't go to church, man, because of COVID, but you can go to a bar and have a lap dance or a strip tease or whatever, this is crazy town. Okay, same thing with PayPal. Look, if they don't like the information I have, they can call it misinformation, but I might call it fact. And who is going to determine reality, right? Is it going to be some Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg, whacked out liberal group of think tank folks they put in place? Is it going to be me that decides? Is it going to be PayPal that decides? Is it, who, who decides your government? See, and that's the problem with this narrative, this road they're going down. Free speech doesn't say, unless we agree with your facts, Sam, or we agree with your opinion or your belief system or your, whatever you're saying, Sam. No, no, no. Free speech means you can say things uh, that you believe or not if you want to. And you know what? Let's just talk about facts for a second. I've told you the truth on vaccines from the very beginning. And I told you that many people are dying from the vaccines. In fact, there's reports out of Israel that highlighted that more elderly people are dying from the vaccine shots than they are from COVID itself. And it was a report from a big Israeli newspaper, along with LifeSite News, a very credible news source in the United States. But I quoted those two, and and Twitter shut me down. And they said, Sam, if you are willing to recant that fake news, that you know, misinformation, we'll put you back up on Twitter. And I've refused. So I'm not on Twitter now. They're causing me all kinds of harm because of the reach that I can have that I don't get now, right? Uh, nevertheless, I'm not going to capitulate because I'm right. Well, this is the, the question. Where does Twitter get their facts? Because more and more and more evidence is coming out about how many people are dying from the kill shots and how many people are getting sick from the kill shots. The numbers are through the roof now. And you know what? They're admitting more and more and more of this, right? You don't believe me, do you? All right, when we come back for the break, I'm going to break this down for you then because I have more evidence that I'm right and Twitter's wrong. Yeah, hardcore, in-your-face evidence. Proof. So when you clowns say we tell you this without evidence, well, we may have more intel than you give us credit for, but the fact is we've been vindicated and you've been proven wrong. Now what happens for the misinformation that you peddled, that we got right? And what about when you shut us down and do us harm? Because, look, my distribution's way less without Twitter. All right, let's talk about it, ladies and gentlemen. These clowns need to be schooled. We're here to get it done. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine. 
the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit, a battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements in fact. TheEpicTimes.com Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil, spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the line of Judah. A message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. So the battle over vaccine truth continues, ladies and gentlemen. The mainstream press wants you to believe that we're peddling fake news and that we lie. But I've been telling you the truth on vaccines from the very beginning. Getting information the best we can, ferreting out the truth and delivering it to you. We are truth tellers, ladies and gentlemen. But the mainstream press, and especially Twitter, has shut me down saying that I'm lying to you. Uh, But they lie. And I have the proof. And so what's going to happen to these clowns, you might ask? Well, listen carefully. It just got released. WorldNet Daily and others have the article. And the headline says, Pfizer executive, Janine Small is her name, testifies before the European Parliament in Brussels, undermining the premise for mandates and passports. Now, listen carefully. Janine Small, Pfizer's president of International Developed Markets, was asked by Dutch um, MEP, and, and again, I, I'm not familiar with their politics, so I don't know what an MEP is, but it's like a, I guess, a representative there. His name is Rob Ruse, and he asked if the pharmaceutical giant had tested the vaccine on stopping the transmission of the COVID virus. And he said, did you test that? Before it entered the market. She said no. Listen to this. If you don't get vaccinated, you're antisocial. This is what the Dutch Prime Minister and Health Minister told us. 
you don't get vaccinated just for yourself, but also for others. You do it for all of society. That's what I said. Today, this turned out to be complete nonsense. In a COVID hearing in the European Parliament, one of the Pfizer directors just admitted to me, at the time of introduction, the vaccine had never been tested on stopping the transmission of the virus. This removes the entire legal basis for the COVID passport. The COVID passport that led to massive institutional discrimination as people lost access to essential parts of society. I find this to be shocking, even criminal. Please watch the video until the end. Voor u, mevrouw Smol, heb ik de volgende vraag waar ik een duidelijk antwoord op wil. And I will speak in English so there are no misunderstandings. Was the Pfizer COVID vaccine tested on stopping the transmission of the virus before it entered the market? If not, please say it clearly. If yes, are you willing to share the data with this committee? And I really want a straight answer, yes or no, and I'm looking forward to it. Thank you very much. Um, regarding the question around, um, did we know about stopping humanization before um, it's entered the market? No. Uh, these, um, you know, we had to really move at the speed of science to really understand what is taking place in the market. This is scandalous. Millions of people worldwide felt forced to get vaccinated because of the myth that you do it for others. Now this turned out to be a cheap lie. This should be exposed. Ladies and gentlemen, did you hear what she just said? He said, did you test to make sure that the vaccine prevents people from spreading COVID? They said, no, we didn't do any testing whatsoever. But didn't Joe Biden literally come out of the mainstream press and say, hey, you know, he had all kinds of press conferences and everything else, whacked out Joe Biden. And he said, look, if you get the vaccine, you won't die. You won't go to the hospital. If you get the vaccine, you won't spread it to others. They had all kinds of rules that the unvaxxed couldn't this, couldn't that. Right? But now it turns out they had no testing and no evidence whatsoever of the claims your president if you can even call him the president, said he flat out lied without evidence. <clears throat> he made claims without evidence. He lied. It was a cheap lie, right? Now, she then refers to we, we had to just go at the speed of science, by golly. We didn't have time to test it, she's saying. Can I ask you a question? What the heck is the speed of science? What is the speed of science? Can somebody tell me? All right, the speed of science is a contradiction in reality. You say, what are you talking about? Science doesn't have a speed. The science uh, refers to what? The scientific method? What is the speed of science? Okay. I thought science was a organized methodology where you come up with an idea or a thought. You say, man, is that real? And then you go to work to prove its reality or prove it, you know, true or error. Right? 
That's the problem that we've got. She literally uses this phrase called the speed of science. And um, I have a problem with this. I agree with this guy. I agree with Mr. Ruse. This is scandalous. It's criminal. Millions of people have been forced to get vaccinated with this myth, this idea that you do it for others. You won't transmit it if you get this vaccine. And then they literally let vaccinated people run around without masks or with special privileges where the unvaxxed were shut down. Hey, they're the super spreaders. In fact, Joe Biden went further than lying about the science, saying that you won't transmit, you won't get sick, you won't go to the hospital, you won't die. And he further said, look, it's the great unvaxxed people that are spreading this everywhere. They are virtually the enemies. But if you have not tested your vaccine to even know if it prevents transmission, how can you claim those who don't have the man-made bioweapon serum in their veins How can you claim they're the ones spreading it? Janine Small literally admits this straight out. They never even tested this. They just said, no, we didn't. We had to move at the speed of science. So I got a question. If you break all the rules of science, in other words, you don't carry out the scientific method, you don't conduct double-blind tests, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. If you skip all that and you release a vaccine and you say, hey, we did not test it. Uh, the speed of science required that we move ahead. Is the speed of science another way to say the lack of science or the violation of scientific principles? Because if that's true, what she's saying is, no, we skipped the science. Right? Um, Does that mean you skip science? Or we jettisoned science? Now, science requires that you can duplicate something. All right? Now, the fact is science, folks, is incremental and slow. It requires testing. It requires documenting your findings. Okay? I don't believe if we're going to talk about the speed of science that that makes any sense. Well, I believe it really means is we jettisoned the science for a political agenda or maybe a hostile agenda. Whose agenda did they decide to jettison science for? The deep state population control folks? I don't know that I can really answer what agenda they're on. But when this Pfizer official makes a damning admission regarding the speed of science, when they literally did not even test this, the problem is they lied and made you believe they tested it. Right? And then I basically say that this is bogus. That people are uh, people who have vaccine um, so-called immunity are still spreading the disease. At first, they said, "No, you're wrong about that. That isn't happening. There's got to be unvaccinated people that are spreading it." And then over time, they had to admit because too many people who got the jab, booster one, booster two, whatever you want to call it, like three, four plus shots. 
were still spreading the disease and still had to isolate. They were forced to admit this. But now when Janine Small literally admits this, she's the president of Pfizer's International Developed Markets, folks. She's not just some low on the totem pole person, and she blatantly says, no, we didn't test it. We had to move ahead, the speed of science. That's a lie to say we set aside all the science. We didn't have any science here. We just went ahead with our belligerent, psychotic agenda. Hang on, I've got more. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. A former San Antonio police officer who shot a teenager while he sat in his car in a McDonald's parking lot has been arrested on two counts of assault. James Brennand, who was a seven-month rookie officer when the shooting occurred, turned himself in Tuesday and was arrested for two counts of aggravated assault by a public servant for the October 2nd shooting. Police believe he mistook the car for one he was looking for. National security communicator John Kirby said there would be consequences for Saudi Arabia as the kingdom moves to cut oil production by 2 million barrels a day, catching the Biden administration unprepared. But it remains to be seen how far Biden is willing to go in showing his displeasure with the Saudis. Mr. Kirby on Tuesday. President believes that we should review the bilateral relationship with Saudi Arabia and uh, and, and to take uh, to take a look to see if that relationship um, is where it needs to be and it and that it is serving our national security interests. The Justice Department told the Supreme Court on Tuesday not to grant an emergency request from President Trump to review an appeals court decision dealing with classified documents seized from his Florida home because he has no plausible claim of ownership. Trump has claimed the documents were declassified, as he was entitled to do so when in office. Justice Clarence Thomas will make the decision without a deadline to do so. NASA's DART spacecraft that intentionally impacted a space rock orbiting a larger space rock was a success in altering its orbit. Before the January 26 impact, the target took 11 hours and 55 minutes to circle its parent asteroid. Scientists had hoped to shave off about 10 minutes, but NASA revealed Tuesday the impact shortened the asteroid's orbit by 32 minutes. Thanks for listening. We are USA Radio News. This view was worth a hike. Right? And it's a good way to stay on top of my health. Yes. I'm Cologuard, a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45 plus at average risk. Have you screened for colon cancer? Not yet. Don't wait. It's more treatable when caught in early stages. Tell me more. Cologuard is non-invasive and it's used at home. It detects altered DNA in your stool to find 92% of colon cancers. 92%? Yep, even those in early stages. This was seen in a clinical study with patients 50 and older. Any positive results should be followed by a diagnostic colonoscopy. False positive and negative results may occur. Cologuard is not a replacement for colonoscopy in high-risk patients. Do not use if you have had adenomas, have inflammatory bowel disease and certain hereditary syndromes, or a personal or family history of colon cancer. Most insured patients pay $0. Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Cologuard is right for you, or visit Cologuard.com. I'm in. 
All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Very, very strange brew going on. But the evidence is on our side. And the truth is coming out. And this Pfizer executive, Janine Small, literally said, hey, the speed of science, they didn't test anything. They just rolled it out. Folks, this is scandalous. This is criminal. So here's the question I have for you. Will anyone promoting the COVID shots ever do prison time? Uh, I really want to know, will anybody who's been promoting these COVID shots, I don't know, the problem is I don't know how many people knew the truth or not and where the truth lies, you know, I don't know. Because again, Twitter shuts me down. Uh, But now this lady admits this. Well, she obviously knew. Uh, A lot of us don't know. A lot of us do know. But the speed of science is this deceptive, dishonest phrase. There's no such thing as the speed of science. If you operate the speed of science, what you're really doing is you're relaxing scientific standards and or skipping scientific methodologies uh, to accomplish something that you believe has a an impending need, right? You're saying, oh my gosh, the threat's so bad. Expediency requires that I jettison science, that I skip steps, that I ignore reality, that I fail to document and prove my theory, my hypothesis, my what, what is it? Uh, I don't know, it depends on where they jettison the process, right? But all I'm saying is to you, I've been telling you the truth about this. The vaccines never stopped transmission. They never tested, so they didn't even know the truth on that. But they made those wild, outlandish claims through some of the top people at these companies. Anthony Fauci, Donald Trump, Joe Biden, they all peddled these lies. And you say, Sam, why are you bringing Donald Trump in? Because he fast-tracked which means skipped science, Operation Warp Speed Fake Science, these vaccines to the table. Yes, he did. Okay, and I'm not going to spare Donald for this. Shame on the Trumpster. Now, if Donald wants to come back and apologize to the American people and say he got it wrong, he was hoodwinked by Fauci and other scientists, that he relied on the experts and they betrayed him, if he wants to go that far and tell the truth, then okay, I'll accept his apology. But if he won't go that far and tell the truth, I'm not accepting his apology because he's part of it. Right? So that's my question now, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to ask this question again. Will anyone promoting the COVID shots or promoting the fake science go to jail? Or will they ever do prison time? See, we need Nuremberg trials on this kind of stuff, folks. It's so bad. We have the evidence and information now. The government tried to prevent all the information coming forward for like 75 years. And the judge said, no, you'll release 5,500 pages a month till we get all of it. And now the evidence is coming out. They lied. They betrayed us. They peddled absolute fake science in the name of science. Now, if they just did that because they were well-intended, but they felt like expediency was so important, that's bad. It's bad enough, without a doubt. But then they went further and attacked people like me who did not agree with the junk science. I came back and said, look, I want to see the tests. 
I want to see the evidence. Well, the reason they pushed back and attacked the messenger is because they didn't have the tests. All right. Think about this gentleman, Mr. Ruse, Rob Ruse. He basically said, look, if you uh, have the science and if you have the, will you share the information with our committee? Well, she basically said, no, we don't even have it. So the whole time I was telling you that this was junk science and bogus, they were telling you Sam is wrong. Sam is, he's like a COVID, he's like a denier. He thinks this COVID thing is fake. I never said it was fake. I got so sick I almost died. I'm just telling you that the science surrounding it and the claims being made by these clowns, by these criminals, is wrong. And I've said that from the beginning. And these people now then have the audacity to, one, lie. They knew they didn't have the evidence. They knew they didn't have the science. But then they let the media attack me, claiming that I was peddling falsehoods and misinformation and and, and I wasn't following science, and I wasn't listening to the experts, and I was a conspiracy theorist, and I was a denier, and I was a... So it's bad enough that they peddled this junk science, these lies in the first place. It's criminal. But in addition to that, they went much further without evidence, and they knew they didn't have the evidence. They literally then started attacking me. That's above and beyond peddling bad science, claiming we didn't know, claiming we did our best in an emergency situation, that's horrible. But now they're literally admitting that I was right. So are they going to, one, will anyone promoting the COVID shots do time in prison? Sadly, I doubt it. But will they ever even apologize to people like me for getting it right? No. No, you're not about to see any apology or anything like that. So I don't even know where to go with this. But they literally peddled the cheap lie. Now they've been found out. And I have been vindicated because I've been telling you the truth. And I'm going to stand by the story that got me shut down on Twitter. LifeSite News, as well as a huge Israeli newspaper, claimed that more people that were elderly were dying from the vaccination shots than from the COVID itself. And I reported that news. And now evidence even backs up more and more and more and more that I was right. They were wrong. And they still haven't apologized. They still haven't put my account back up on Twitter. Uh, and they still attack me. This is criminal, folks. This is absolutely criminal. All right, I believe the mainstream press is committing election, um, I don't know, election fraud, vote fraud, integrity issues, whatever you want to call them. Let me give you the headline. Republican Senator Mike Lee of Utah is in a, quote, close battle for re-election against, quote, independent candidate Evan McMullen, according to a poll released on Monday. They say, although Lee leads with 41% support among registered voters, McMullen is close behind at 37% per the poll conducted by Dan Jones and Associates. Now, it's for the Deseret News and the Hinckley Institute of Politics, they say with about 12% of respondents undecided. Lee, they say, is running for a third term in the Senate, and his campaign has largely um, ignored McMullen, instead focusing on the Biden administration and his record in the chamber 
since 2011. McMullen's surge in support as an independent is very unusual, they say, given Utah's reliably Republican character. They say that the uh, state has a Cook Partisan Voting Index score of plus 13, and it's rated as likely Republican. Um, anyway, they go on and on about all these different things. But, folks, I think it's a lie. I think it's a lie, folks. I don't mean to attack Dan Jones polling, but I think it's not true. I really think it's propaganda by these pollsters. I really think so. This is shocking. They say the state's Democratic Party declined to nominate a candidate, and so they endorsed Evan McMullen. So think about this. The Utah Democratic Party endorsed Evan McMullen, they say, by a 57% vote margin. In their convention, after concluding that a Republican, or I'm sorry, concluding that a Democrat could not win the race, McMullen accepted the endorsement of the Democrats and said that Utah Democrats were putting country over party. Were they really putting country over party, ladies and gentlemen? Or were they really committing uh, election problems, right? Lee currently adds McMullen or leads McMullen by 4.8%, they say. That's according to the real clear politics polling average. Now understand, folks, listen carefully. McMullen was a Republican until 2016 when he went independent because he knew that he couldn't win. Now understand that this guy is supposedly a former CIA operative. A CIA operative. Okay, real Republicans don't want CIA operatives, folks. He calls himself a conservative, and he's a prominent anti-Trump voice in the state. Now, folks, then they go on and they attack Lee, saying that Lee tried to stand with Trump to overturn the election results. This is an absolute manipulation of the truth, junk science reality, fake polls in bed with the mainstream press, to change the election outcome. Just my opinion to which I'm entitled. Hi, I'm Dave. I'm seven years old. I'm sitting here in the corner having a time out until mom comes to talk to me. All I did was cut my sister's hair. I was just trying to help. I guess mom didn't like how I did it. In a minute, she'll be back me if I know what I did was wrong. Maybe I shouldn't have cut her hair. And she'll say we all make mistakes because we're just learning about stuff. And she'll give me a hug and we'll end up talking about more stuff. No matter what you talk to your kids about, love is what they'll hear. I really like mom's timeouts. And I think she likes them too. Yeah, I think they help her remember how much she loves me. A thought from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Visit us at mormon.org. 
Have you ever had great honey? No, I mean really good, all-natural, raw honey? Well, now you can, thanks to localhoneyman.com. We can ship out our locally made honey all across the U.S. So don't worry, you won't miss out. Plus, Local Honey Man has so many different flavors, like Utah Wildflower, High Desert Delight, Happy Valley, and Blackberry, just to name a few. So purchase your delicious raw honey today at localhoneyman.com. Do you treasure your liberty? Well, at LovingLiberty.net, we most certainly do. And we want to help protect your liberty, too. Become part of the family. Everyone knows that the core of any society is the family. Therefore, the government should foster and protect the integrity of its family. We the people. Won't you join us as a Loving Liberty sponsor to help us promote the principles in the 5,000-year leap? Let's restore the miracle that changed the world at LovingLiberty.net. Ladies and gentlemen, so the headline, Republican Senator Mike Lee of Utah is in a close battle for re-election, according to a poll conducted by Dan Jones and Associates. Not. It's a lie, in my opinion, folks. Now, I'm allowed to have my own opinions in America, and again, free speech, they would say, Sam, you can't lie, or you can't, you know, peddle your agenda that's exactly what they're doing. They have all these, you know, Mr. Hinckley's Something Institute of Politics, uh, the Deseret News, so the biggest newspaper in the state, da-da-da-da-da. There's never been an independent that can get that, garner that kind of a vote. And it isn't happening now. You can say, well, the independents and the Democrats have gotten together. Sam, that's probably true. Wait a minute. There's supposed to be rules against the Democrats backing Republicans or the Republicans voting in Democrat races and this kind of stuff in the state of Utah. Now, I'm not really for that control, but I'm making a point. How is it that if I'm a registered Republican, I cannot vote in a Democrat primary, but yet uh, Mr. McMullen can be a Republican and then jettison and go to an independent, and then the Democrats can vote for the independent, see, because he's not a Republican, right? Okay, see, we play games with this reality. I believe that McMullen is uh, in losing, and losing by a decent chunk. And I believe that they are literally peddling propaganda. This is my opinion, to which I'm entitled. I believe they're peddling propaganda. They've engineered a bogus poll. They have literally used the biggest news organizations in the country. They've admitted that McMullen's a CAA operative. So what manipulations are the CIA involved in when it comes to the McMullen case? And I would give a big shout-out to my sisters, the two red pills. And I would ask them to dig into this McMullen scandal and find out. Because remember, the FBI, folks, has been guilty of so many shenanigans, it's not even funny. Remember, they were the ones that really attacked Donald Trump with the Russian dossier only to come back and find out it's bogus, right? The FBI, ladies and gentlemen, literally has repressed information on Joe Biden and Hunter Biden, that incredibly damning information, while they peddled that Donald Trump was guilty of some Russian ties, which was not true. And we are told, folks, we are told 
uh, in court filings now, in court cases, that the FBI literally buried information on one candidate and demanded the media bury that information as well. Then they promoted false information on another candidate. And they got the media involved in that as well, right? So just weeks before the election, Colorado officials have sent out these 30,000 bogus, encouraged non-citizens to vote thing. And then what they say is, oh my gosh, that's an inadvertent error. We're so sorry. Now they say that the state will reject registrations from those who are not citizens. Do you believe them? The cards for non-citizens to vote was mailed from the Colorado Secretary of State's office, folks. Now, this Ed McMullen, I'm sorry, this uh, Evan McMullen thing is a scandal, folks. You've now got a CIA guy running. The FBI has literally manipulated this. And the FBI literally has doubled down, folks, and said that the CIA was involved with their efforts and literally changed the outcome of the election. When you promote all this stuff about Donald Trump, that he's tied to the Russians, that he's involved in some sex weird scandal that wasn't even true with Russian hookers and whatever, and then you shut down stories of Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. That's what the FBI and the CIA was doing. Now you got the CIA operative trying to get rid of Mike Lee. Folks, something's wrong here, and we need to dig in and find out. Somebody needs to do a real poll, because I don't believe Mike Lee's in a close battle. I think he's winning by a lot. And uh, how much? I don't know, because they've been peddling propaganda to where that gap might be closing. Because the more they use the CIA and the FBI to promote election fraud, they may eventually be in the upper hand. Right? I mean, the FBI, folks, if you don't believe me, let's just listen to this. The FBI offered in October 2016 to pay the ex-British spy, Christopher Steele, a million dollars for proof that could corroborate claims made in his dossier about then-candidate Donald Trump's 2016 campaign. Folks, FBI supervisory analyst Brian Arton had to testify to this in court on Tuesday. That's according to CNN. Think about that. Now they're getting forced to testify and bring out the truth in court. Now they say Steele failed to prove the allegations. Never receiving the million dollars. Now listen carefully. He would not even divulge source names at the meeting. That's what this Auden guy said in testimony. The potential payment, they say, was revealed during the criminal trial of Igor Denchenko, a Russian analyst and primary source behind information 
they say in the dossier, but in the propaganda dossier, right? They say the dossier was a key source behind the FBI's investigation into the Trump campaign for allegedly engaging in a 2016 election inference conspiracy with Russia. Think about that. It was also a major foundation for foreign intelligence surveillance and the FISA Act warrant applications. But folks, it turned out, listen, at first they wanted you to believe that that the Russian story was true. Then they wanted you to believe, well, it wasn't true, but there was just a few bad actors here. Now it turns out that the FBI knew the whole time it was bogus. And now you got a CIA guy running in the great state of Utah. Think about whacked out Mitt Romney, the extreme socialist. That's my opinion to which I'm entitled. And how they got him in office. They circumvented the Utah caucus systems, which rejected him, by the way. Big money and manipulated votes got him in office. Now they're trying to rig the game against Mike Lee. And the FBI and CIA is at the heart of it because McMullen's a CIA operative. Once CIA, always CIA, they say. Right? So think about that, folks. The FBI offered to pay this steel guy a million dollars to get evidence backing the claim. Well, they went forward with the claim as if they already had the evidence. But now it turns out that they tried to pay him a million dollars to double down and get the evidence. But it turns out he failed and never got the money. Right? Steele failed to prove the allegations and never got the million dollars. He would not even divulge source names at the meeting. And that's another problem. You would say, well, wait a minute, same journalists don't have to reveal sources. This isn't a journalism situation. This is a paid source for the FBI. Right? That's the problem with this. This isn't just some journalist. This is the FBI in bed with fake sources knowing full well it's fake, hoping by their lucky stars they can pay out more taxpayer dollars to get information to back up what they already had ran with, and they failed. And now you got the CIA operative running as an independent in Utah, teaming up with the Democrats, pretending that he's close to Mike Lee and about to overtake him. But the propaganda in the news, the propaganda in these polls, this is how they commit election fraud, folks. This is how they commit election fraud. Think about this. This is a quintessential example. You can't really put a finger on it because they're like, oh, my gosh, the pollsters, they're just like nonpartisan, uh, non-interested party, uh, you know, asking people what they think. They're the good guy. No, 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 no. You got to really connect the dots. Are the polls involved with the CIA? Are the pollster companies, Dan Jones, are they involved with the CIA or the FBI or the who knows? I don't know for sure, but I know this. In the past, we now have evidence in court cases that a lot of media has been co-opted by the FBI and the CIA. You better do their bidding. You better shut down certain stories and not talk about them, or you're out. You'll never get information from us again. You'll never have an inside track. And then they promoted certain information. They promoted lies about Trump, full well knowing they were lies. 
and then they rejected and shut down factual evidence about Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. And now in this race, are they peddling the truth? Have they co-opted the Deseret News? Have they co-opted Dan Jones and Associates or whatever this group is? I don't know for a fact, folks. I really don't. But I know this. This idea every time I hear, oh, McMullen's way down in the polls, but he's gaining, he's gaining, he's gaining. He's. They don't say a nice thing about Mike Lee. All they say is, yeah, Mike Lee's that guy that believes there's election fraud. Mike Lee's that guy that was backing Donald Trump and overturning the uh, the elections. Oh, McMullen, he's the good guy, by golly. The independent's coming out. He won't back the – and McMullen taking Democrat backing, switching to being independent. He's part of the CIA. You go, folks, you do not want to elect this McMullen character. I'm telling you right now, he's a whack job. Him and Mitt Romney, both whack jobs. They don't have uh, fundamental alignment with we, the people in the United States, especially in the conservative state of Utah. They're not aligned with us on ideas at all. If they commit election fraud and McMullen is the new senator, you will see this state just jump to the left like you would not believe. It will be disaster on steroids. It will be crazy town. Utah will become the laughing stock of the nation. Uh, We will become a liberal state by senatorial force against the will of the people, et cetera, et cetera. Now, they can say, Sam, you don't know that. Well, I'm entitled to my opinion, folks, and I don't know that I believe this poll. I wish I had money. If I had money, I'd conduct my own poll. They only contacted like 800 and something people. Then they said there's a margin of error of three-plus percentage points. Well, if it swings three points either way, what's that? Okay, so uh, their polls are very vague, and they have an agenda, folks, like you wouldn't believe. All right, it is just shocking. Anyway, shame on all them. Pray for Mike Lee. Mike Lee is far from perfect, folks. But, man, compared to McMullen, Mike Lee will be a blessing and a half. McMullen will be a disaster for the great state of Utah. That's my opinion to which I'm entitled, but I find that very interesting indeed. Hey, you know what? We're working on more guests, more incredible people breaking down news the networks refuse to use for you. We've got the regional coordinator for the great state of Idaho coming up with the John Birch Society with us. Next hour, we'll do it in seconds. I'm Sam Bushman. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the republic. Broadcasting live. From atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, West. you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, continues now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for October the 12th. In the year of our Lord, 2022, this is our two of two. And our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country, to do so in the traditions of our founding fathers, ladies and gentlemen. We've got so much to cover, so little time. Wow. 
I want to talk more about these elections, folks, because we've really got a problem here. Last hour, I highlighted all kinds of election fraud. 30,000 illegals getting <laughs> in the Colorado mailboxes this idea that you got to register to vote. Now they're saying, whoops, it was an error. We didn't mean to. But how much of that will relate to illegals being registered and creating a mess of the voter rolls? How many illegals will end up voting as a result of that? See, this vote by mail, just send ballots out to everybody and their dog is disaster. Right? And now we find out that the FBI offered in October 2016 to pay ex-British spy Christopher Steele a million dollars for cooperating proof on Donald Trump. It turned out to be bogus. He never got the million dollars. He never revealed his sources, even though he was on the taxpayer FBI payroll. Steele failed to prove the allegations, never got the million dollars at all. And so now the FBI is involved in the state of Utah's Evan McMullen run for office. They're lying, claiming Lee's about to lose this thing, and Evan's coming on. But Evan's got a, a very strange cadre of independents and Democrats and CIA and who knows if the FBI is involved, kind of uh, backing the mainstream press all in bed with McMullen, etc. They're attacking Mike Lee for saying there's election fraud, and boy, howdy, is there election fraud. The evidence is everywhere. Literally everywhere, election fraud. You don't believe me? Right, Dennis Prager has a couple of videos that I want to play. The first one is, uh, what's this one called, Cameron? Is election fraud real, I think is what it's called. All right, is election fraud real? Dennis Prager and, and company, here it is. While the major media fixates on the influence of foreign powers on American elections, a much more serious attack has been taking place right under our noses. Good old-fashioned, homegrown voter fraud. Let's look at three of the worst offenses. Example number one, bloated voter rolls. In 244 counties across the United States, there are more registered voters than there are people legally eligible to vote. 29 states have counties with more registered voters than legal residents, and eight states have more registered voters than actual voting age people. When the Supreme Court upheld Ohio's efforts to clean up its own voter rolls in 2018, the majority opinion cited Pew Center statistics. 24 million voter registrations in the United States are either invalid or significantly inaccurate. And nearly 3 million people are believed to be registered to vote in more than one state. These numbers have a shocking implication. It's very easy to exploit our voting system. During an undercover investigation, New York City detectives made 63 attempts to cast illegal ballots based on flawed voter rolls. They were successful 61 times. Similar investigations in other cities and other states produced the same dismal results. But phony voters on the rolls is just one threat to election integrity. Here's example number two, ballot harvesting. In 2016, the state of California, one of the states with more registered voters than citizens, became the first state to legalize the practice of ballot solicitation, that is, the collection and delivery of ballots by third parties. With no trace of irony, this is called ballot harvesting. It works like this. In California, organizations with a clear political agenda are legally permitted to go to a location, say a nursing home or a church, and collect, literally harvest, ballots. The third party then transports these ballots to a polling place or an election office. 
This raises an obvious question. Once this third party collects the ballots, what's to stop them from changing them or from just throwing out the ones they don't like? A guilty conscience? How do we know ballot harvesters from Democratic organizations aren't destroying Republican ballots? Or Republican harvesters aren't destroying Democratic ballots? We don't. We have no way of knowing. Let's look at one specific example. On election night in 2018, California Central Valley Republican Congressman David Valadeo held a 5,000-vote lead over his challenger, Democrat T.J. Cox. The margin was wide enough that the networks even called the race for Valadeo, the Republican incumbent. But wait. There were late ballots still to be delivered by the third-party vote harvesters. When those votes came in, they broke so overwhelmingly for Cox, in a historically conservative district, no less, that Valadeo's 5,000-vote victory became an 862-vote loss. Maybe that was just a coincidence. Or maybe not. In the first major election after ballot harvesting was allowed in California, Democrats won every single congressional seat in Orange County, which had been a Republican stronghold for decades. A year earlier, no sober person would have thought that possible. Voter corruption example number three, voting by non-citizens. Should you have to be a citizen to vote? Silly question, right? It was once, not anymore. According to a recent poll, more than half of Democrats, 53%, support granting illegal immigrants the right to vote. Forget the legal ones. Democratic National Chair Tom Perez, before working for the Obama administration, worked for a group called Casa de Maryland, which has been a longtime advocate for expanding non-citizen voting rights. Yes, it's true that federal law prohibits non-citizens from voting in federal elections, but 11 states, all run by Democrats, currently allow non-citizen voting of some kind. Cities such as Chicago and San Francisco, for example, allow non-citizens to vote in certain citywide elections. Why? Because for progressives, demography is destiny, and many see illegal immigrants as future voters. So there you have it, three different ways to tamper with the vote. Bloated voter rolls, ballot harvesting, voting by non-citizens. These are just three ways in which the left creates a clear advantage for itself on election day. The major media will tell you that corrupt voting practices either don't exist or are so minor they don't matter. But to believe that, you have to believe two things. That voter registration rolls are accurate and secure from fraudulent registrations. And that no one is trying to manipulate the results for political purposes. Those are two very big leaps. Maybe you want to make those leaps because you like the results they produce. But if you care about free and fair elections, no matter which party you belong to, you need to pay attention. Or pretty soon, free and fair elections will be a quaint relic of the past. No foreign government can undermine our democracy, but Americans can, and some do. I'm Eric Eggers, investigative reporter for the Government Accountability Institute for Prager University. This video Prager University, made... ladies and gentlemen, does a tremendous job. Eric is right on all this. He uses the word democracy. <clears throat> I don't like that word because I don't think it's true. I know why people are using it because they say, well, if we're talking about voting, we're talking about the, de the democratic portion of America. But look, you can't say our democracy. We don't have a democracy, folks. But the headline says, urgent, the truth about voter fraud. PragerU.com. Incredible videos, ladies and gentlemen. They're doing a phenomenal job. They say, please, please share these powerful videos on voter fraud with your family and friends and they ask a question is voter fraud real yes it is
The next one is how to steal an election, which I'll get to after the break. But I have a few more comments on this. They talked about the three ways. There's so many more ways because once you uh, have corrupted voter rolls, folks, and once you have illegals voting and dead people voting and uh, people in nursing homes that don't even uh, have the mental faculties uh, to vote voting, et cetera, et cetera, folks, remember this. Many states use a system called ERIC, E-R-I-C. And ERIC is a non-governmental organization that offers to partner with your state to help you make sure your voter rolls are accurate. Well, that couldn't be further from the truth. ERIC literally allows the voter rolls to be completely corrupted and completely controlled and changed by this NGO or non-governmental organization. It's funded by liberals and funded by people who have a corruption of voter roll agenda. And what's worse is when your government, when your state agrees to partner or contract with ERIC, now when all the voter roll information is controlled by and managed by ERIC, many state laws are violated. Uh, because you're not allowed to turn over the voter rolls to a third party. And it gets worse. Not only are you not allowed to turn over the voter rolls to a third party, but then once those voter rolls are in the third party now, all your normal ability to force transparency, in other words, FOIA requests, Freedom of Information Act requests, and everything else, are out the window. Because Eric isn't forced by law to comply. Right? That's the problem. Right? Eric violates the law is the point, folks. Okay? Understand that Eric is an organization that is disaster. Wisconsin's participation in Eric violates federal law, attorney claims. Did Eric... Okay, we go on and on. The electronic... Registration Information Center, that's what Eric stands for, violates federal and state law, folks. That's the problem. And then when people try to subpoena information from Eric, Eric violates the law and tries to fight back against the subpoenas for transparency. See? Wow. Shame. Quick pause. Liberty Roundtable Live. As you are aware, America is divided over every fault line possible. This is intentionally fostered by those who do not love God, family, or country. We believe a peaceful future as a free people absolutely depends on civility. Clarion Call for Civility is looking for funding and volunteers at every level to make our hopes and efforts a reality. Please donate, sign our pledge, and help us in our sacred cause. Please visit callforcivility.com for more details. Callforcivility.com. There has been no evidence of widespread voter fraud. The 2020 elections were one of the most corrupt in history. See the proof for yourself. We tracked 2,000 mules making multiple ballot drops. 2,000 mules, the shocking new movie from Dinesh D'Souza. One mule made 53 trips to 20 drop boxes. 2,000 mules. Join the special virtual premiere and Q&A on May 7th. Get your tickets now. Available only at 2,000mules.com. 2,000mules.com. Sponsored by Salem Media Group. 
Can a nation conceived in liberty carry its head high if it denies protection to the youngest and most vulnerable of its citizens? Can a country founded on God-given rights continue to thrive without understanding that life is a precious gift from our Creator? I believe that great nations and great civilizations spring from a people who have a moral compass. I don't think a civilization can long endure that does not have respect for all human life, born and not yet born. I will be in earnest. I will not equivocate and I will not excuse. I will not retreat an inch and I will be heard. One thing I promise you, I will always take a stand for life. All right, live and on your radio, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Sam Bushman. We're talking about election fraud. It's everywhere, folks. They try to pretend it's not, but the more they lie and the more we double down and tell the truth, the more evidence we get. Urgent, the truth about voter fraud. Incredible videos at PragerU.com. Please share these powerful videos on voter fraud with your family and friends. Is voter fraud real was the first one. We just played the audio on that one, and it highlighted ways of voter fraud. I then highlighted Eric. Eric, E-R-I-C, the Electronic Registration Information Center is violating federal and state law. They're resisting subpoenas, uh, and more and more evidence is coming out about their manipulation of voter rolls, a.k.a. Colorado. 30,000 invitations to register to vote were sent to illegals. <laughs> and now they say, whoops, sorry about that. Yeah, right before the election, whoops. Uh-huh. That's why we're telling you that vote by mail is bogus and disaster in the first place. But I digress. Anyway, Eric is one of the big systems that we have to expose. We've got to get our states to jettison the contract with Eric yesterday, ladies and gentlemen. There's a lot we can do. People need to become poll workers and watch like a hawk at the polls for criminal activity. All right, this other video from Prager University is really good uh, as well. And uh, it really highlights this. Um, let's see. Is voter fraud real is the first one we just played it. How to steal an election is the next one. Here it is. Is there a problem with universal mail-in balloting? Sounds simple enough. You fill out a ballot, stick it in the mail, somebody counts it on election day. In fact, we already do that with absentee ballots, right? So why would universal mail-in balloting be any different? Well, the biggest difference is that with absentee ballots, the voter specifically asks for a ballot. With universal mail-in balloting, ballots are mailed out in mass. Millions of people who would normally go to the polls vote by mail instead. No national election has ever been conducted this way. And there are very good reasons to be concerned that one ever should. Reason number one, bureaucratic incompetence. I don't think I have to sell you on the idea that when the government bureaucracy takes on a big new project with little preparation, the results aren't pretty. We've seen those results as it relates to mail-in balloting already. Wisconsin was one of the first states to hold a primary in the coronavirus era. It saw an influx in mail-in votes as a result. Predictably, this led to serious snafus. 
thousands of requested ballots were not sent. 1,600 ballots were found in a mail processing center the day after the election. 23,000 votes were rejected due to missing signatures or other missing information. And those are the mistakes we know about in just one state and in one primary election, when fewer people than in the general election typically bother to cast a vote. In Pennsylvania, where they delayed the date of their primary to get better prepared for the expected increase in mail-in balloting, they still couldn't handle the volume. Half of Philadelphia's votes were still uncounted a week after the election. In Virginia, more than half a million applications for ballots were mailed with incorrect information. Some of the applications went to the wrong addresses. Some went to dead voters. One even went to a pet. Under the best of circumstances, the bureaucracy struggles with mail-in balloting. Under less than the best of circumstances, that's not a scenario we want to face. Which brings us to reason number two for concern, shoddy security. Here's what the New York Times said about voting by mail in an article in 2012. Keep in mind, they were talking about traditional absentee balloting, not a mass mail-in of ballots. There is a bipartisan consensus that voting by mail, whatever its impact, is more easily abused than other forms. No kidding. In May 2020, New Jersey conducted its first ever all-mail election. One month later, two elected officials were among four charged with criminal conduct involving mail-in ballots. One operative confessed to stealing ballots, both completed and uncompleted, out of mailboxes. Other operatives compiled a database of signatures of prospective voters and then used them to fill out ballots on behalf of their preferred candidates. And we only know about it because they got caught. Election fraud only figures to get easier because of a new weapon in the cheater's arsenal, ballot harvesting. This is the term for when a third party, usually a campaign worker or activist, goes to people's homes and collects their ballots. With ballot harvesting, you don't even have to put your ballot in the mailbox. Vote harvesters will pick it up for you. The opportunities for mischief, say, pressuring people to vote a certain way, destroying ballots, or filling out ballots for those who didn't bother to vote, are endless. Vote harvesting that targets senior citizens for their ballots even has its own name, granny farming. Reason number three to be concerned, the likelihood of long delays in determining final results. Americans are used to knowing who won and who lost within hours of the polls closing on election day. Of course, some close races take longer to sort out, but the longer it takes, the less legitimate an election seems. That is exactly what happened in the 2000 presidential election, Bush v. Gore. Then, the dispute was focused on a single state, Florida. It was finally settled by the Supreme Court over a month later. If we have a national election that relies heavily on mail-in voting, we're almost certain to see a significant delay before we get the final results. From the post office to the vote counters, the system is just not set up for it. In a close contest involving massive mail-in voting, Lawsuits disputing the results are inevitable. This could delay final results even longer. And instead of involving a single state, it's likely to involve multiple states. This is a recipe for civil unrest as frustration and fear of a stolen election grips voters. Bureaucratic incompetence, shoddy security, long delays. These are just some of the concerns any reasonable person should have over universal mail-in balloting. What's the solution? Simple. If you need to vote absentee, request a ballot. Otherwise, vote like you always have, in person. I'm Eric Eggers, investigative reporter for the Government Accountability Institute 
for Prager University. This video. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you right now, Prager Institute doing a phenomenal job. Those are great videos. But, you know, the mainstream press likes to tell us without evidence. We claim there's election fraud, vote fraud, whatever you want to say. But the problems with universal mail-in balloting are legion, folks. They're everywhere. Now, just so you guys don't uh, get confused, turns out there's a person by the name of Damian, Damian Jones. And Damian Jones convicted in 2020 election scheme. I kid you not, folks. Convicted in 2020 election scheme. So when they tell you that we have no evidence, um, is somebody um, being convicted in the courts for uh, 2020 election scheme? Is that proof or not? Because they say we don't have any proof. And I'm just pointing to this fact that this Damien literally is convicted. On Friday, Harris County District Attorney, Kim Ogg is her name, announced that a, quote, Democratic political consultant was convicted of coercion after he tried to affect the outcome of the 2020 Texas House of Representatives District 132 election. Well, convicted. How is that no evidence? Yeah, was convicted was convicted of coercion of a public servant. What happened is this person, this blacked out Damian Jones consultant guy, sent threatening text messages anonymously to then state rep. Uh, I guess her name is Gina Kalani. Yeah, Kalani, I think is how you say the name. She said, I was sitting home alone and I got these threatening uh, messages. Now, KTRK-TV reports this as well, so don't think that I'm just out in the weeds and not sourcing my information, you know. And the bottom line is, literally, election fraud was committed. And there was uh, evidence, uh, and there was a court case. There was an investigation, which we're encouraging all 3,000 sheriffs to do. And now it turns out there's a conviction. So mainstream press... And you naysayers, you uh, who call us election deniers or whatever you wackos want to use the term of, how am I a denier when I tell you that there is corruption in elections and when 30,000 illegals in the great state of Colorado get messages to register to vote and they say, oh, that was an inadvertent error. We're so sorry. We didn't mean that. Oh, yeah? Uh, The debate is over whether they're a citizen or not. Well, Barack Obama went on record and claimed that if you vote, you're a citizen. Now, do I need to say wrongfully claimed or what? Yeah, see, this is the problem that we're facing, folks. They're lying to you that it was a mistake. It was on purpose because they believe illegals should vote. And illegals are citizens. We'll talk about it more in seconds on your radio. Pursuing Liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. 
USA Radio News with Lance Pride. A former San Antonio police officer who shot a teenager while he sat in his car in a McDonald's parking lot has been arrested on two counts of assault. James Brenand, who was a seven-month rookie officer when the shooting occurred, turned himself in Tuesday and was arrested for two counts of aggravated assault by a public servant for the October 2nd shooting. Police believe he mistook the car for one he was looking for. National security communicator John Kirby said there would be consequences for Saudi Arabia as the kingdom moves to cut oil production by 2 million barrels a day, catching the Biden administration unprepared. But it remains to be seen how far Biden is willing to go in showing his displeasure with the Saudis. Mr. Kirby on Tuesday. President believes that we should review the bilateral relationship with Saudi Arabia and uh, and, and to take uh, to take a look to see if that relationship um, is where it needs to be and it and that it is serving our national security interests. The Justice Department told the Supreme Court on Tuesday not to grant an emergency request from President Trump to review an appeals court decision dealing with classified documents seized from his Florida home because he has no plausible claim of ownership. Trump has claimed the documents were declassified as he was entitled to do so when in office. Justice Clarence Thomas will make the decision without a deadline to do so. NASA's DART spacecraft that intentionally impacted a space rock orbiting a larger space rock was a success in altering its orbit. Before the January 26 impact, the target took 11 hours and 55 minutes to circle its parent asteroid. Scientists had hoped to shave off about 10 minutes, but NASA revealed Tuesday the impact shortened the asteroid's orbit by 32 minutes. Thanks for listening. We are USA Radio News. This view was worth a hike. Right? And it's a good way to stay on top of my health. Yes. I'm Cologuard, a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45 plus at average risk. Have you screened for colon cancer? Not yet. Don't wait. It's more treatable when caught in early stages. Tell me more. Cologuard is non-invasive and it's used at home. It detects altered DNA in your stool to find 92% of colon cancers. 92%? Yep, even those in early stages. This was seen in a clinical study with patients 50 and older. Any positive results should be followed by a diagnostic colonoscopy. False positive and negative results may occur. Cologuard is not a replacement for colonoscopy in high-risk patients. Do not use if you have had adenomas, have inflammatory bowel disease and certain hereditary syndromes, or a personal or family history of colon cancer. Most insured patients pay zero dollars. Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Cologuard is right for you, or visit Cologuard.com. I'm in. I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. We're talking about election fraud, vote fraud, vote scam, uh, election integrity issues, etc., etc., etc. And Mike Lee's in a battle of his lifetime, they claim. I think it's a lie. I think he's way ahead. But I think the propaganda from the CIA candidate is a serious problem indeed. All right. But folks understand that they've been committing fraud everywhere. You got illegals voting all over the place, folks. You've got 30,000 illegals being asked to vote in Colorado. They tell you that it's a mistake. But I don't know that I believe it's a mistake, folks. I really don't. You say, why, Sam? 
because it's a narrative that Barack Obama talked about years ago. Let me tell you the narrative. We're gonna blend. We're gonna blur the difference between an illegal alien and a citizen. So we're gonna pretend non-citizens are citizens, and we're gonna basically kind of claim if you vote, you're a citizen. Well, now thirty thousand illegal uh, invitations to register to vote got sent to illegals in Colorado, and they said, "Golly, it's a mistake." I don't believe it's a mistake. Why? Well, here's what Barack said about this years ago. This is their agenda and narrative. Here it is. Many of the millennials, dreamers, undocumented uh, citizens, and I call them citizens because they contribute to this country, are fearful of voting. So if I vote, will immigration know where I live? Will they come for my family and deport us? Not true. And the reason is, first of all, when you vote, you are a citizen yourself, and there is not a situation where the voting rolls somehow are transferred over and people start investigating, etc. The sanctity of the vote is strictly confidential. There you have it. He basically says, look, this is strictly confidential. It's not true. They won't come after you. Citizens can vote. Right? Isn't that what he said, Cameron? Illegals are citizens, and they can vote. Well, if they vote, they're citizens. Now, uh, they say that they accidentally set those 30,000. But I don't believe it. Because it goes along exactly with Barack, what Barack is saying. Wow. Now, the Colorado Secretary of State office sent. Think about that. Colorado Secretary of State sent 30,000 non-citizens postcards encouraging them to vote. But they said none of those people would be allowed to vote in the election. How do you know? How do you know? Okay, they say they accidentally did it. But if you believe in what Joe, I mean, uh, Barack Obama said, do you believe it was really a mistake? Or do you believe they sent them out and they were hoping not to get caught? And when they got caught, it was like, oh, golly, that's a mistake. See, when Obama encourages the illegals to vote and Obama lies and pretends they're citizens, if they vote, Let's hear the soundbite one more time. I don't mean to keep playing it, but I want people to clearly understand what we're saying. Go ahead. Many of the millennials, dreamers, undocumented uh, citizens, and I call them citizens because they contribute to this country, are fearful of voting. So if I vote, will immigration know where I live? Will they come for my family and deport us? Not true. And the reason is, first of all, when you vote, you are a citizen yourself, and there is not a situation where the voting rolls somehow are transferred over and people start investigating, etc. The sanctity of the vote is strictly confidential. So let me ask you a question. It's strictly confidential, huh? That means even if we believe there's fraud, we can't get the information to, to, to vet it and to figure it out, right? That's why they're all shutting us down. They believe it's so confidential, it's like classified, it's secret information. You'll never be able to know. But furthermore, here's the question. What if those 30,000 people got the register to vote thing from the Secretary of State and then they registered to vote and they did vote? 
Didn't Barack Obama just tell you that makes them citizens? So was this an attempt to, quote, backdoor grant citizenship to 30,000 illegals? Is that what that was? Or was it just an attempt to cheat in the elections? Or was it just a, oh, my goodness, we're so sorry. We didn't mean for that to happen. Well, you can debate yourself, but when you have the president of the United States literally going on a mainstream TV show and saying, when you vote, you're a citizen. You know, and we're talking about illegals. So if an illegal votes, they're a citizen. That's what Barack believes. That's what he said. And literally like what? I'd have to look when that soundbite was created or whatever, but it's literally like 15 years later or something. Then all of a sudden this happens and they're like, golly, we're so sorry. Oh, my gosh, that was an accident. That was horrible. Don't worry. Nobody's going to be voting, though, that shouldn't. And then they'll say, if I say, hey, illegals voted, then they'll say, Sam Bushman, without evidence, says illegals vote. And that illegals are going to become citizens. But you listen to Barack Obama and you go, can you draw any other conclusion? And here's the next question. Where else is this happening? Where else is intimidation occurring? Where else is vote manipulation happening? And vote? How many illegals voted, do we think, in the 2020 election? Do we know? How many illegals voted? How many dead people voted? See, the custody of these voter rolls is vital, right? How many illegals voted in the 2020 election? I don't know the answer. But a record number of immigrants are eligible to vote. Yeah, listen. The Pew Research Center notes that the size of the immigrant electorate has nearly doubled since 2000. Illegal vote from non-citizens likely affected 2020 election, new study says. Daily signal with that piece. How do we deal with this? Well, they're citizens if they vote, says Barack. Now listen to this. CNS News. That's our good friends over there. Study. Illegal votes by non-citizens could have sealed Biden's win. Think about it, folks. The Census Bureau counted 21 million 700 plus non-citizens in the U.S. But if only 5% of them voted, it would have been over a million people. They say, fact check, claim of non-citizens voting is unverified. That's true. But here's the question. You ready? My question is this. If it's unverified, fine. How do we verify it? That's what I want to know. If it's not verified, how can we verify this? Well, what did what did uh, Obama say? You can't know. It's a... Uh, secure and secret and safe but illegal votes from non-citizens 
likely affected the 2020 election, new study says. And then you look at this um, CNS News article. Illegal votes by non-citizens could have sealed Biden win based on prior elections. This was November 9th. Yeah, 2020 that this came out, folks. Okay, how come we can't verify this? Huh? How come we can't verify this? See, every time we make a claim, they want to run around and say it's not verified. And my response is, let's verify it then. Let's get to the bottom of it. Shall we? CNSnews.com with this piece that I find very intriguing. It came out a long time ago. But former Vice President Joe Biden gives a speech during the race. That's the photo with this thing, right? Former Vice President Joe Biden, well, he won, they say. But based on current population data from the U.S. Census Bureau and voting data from previous elections, well, they are finding out that most likely it was won by illegal votes and dead people voting. And then they say we have no evidence. Fine, let's have transparent information and let's dig into the evidence, shall we? I'm Sam Bushman. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast. And that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the Lion of Judah. A message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. Is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. 
Let me double down and say this. Barack Hussein Obama's clear message was that there is no effective way to enforce the law that prohibits illegals from voting. Right? That's the problem. So when they say we have no evidence, my response is, fine, let's get the evidence. But you know what? This CNS article that I mentioned, CNS News, <clears throat> illegal or illegal votes from non-citizens likely affected the 2020 elections, study says. And then this, quote, study, illegal votes by non-citizens could have sealed Biden's win based on prior elections, cnsnews.com. It actually breaks down <clears throat> an estimate of how many illegals they think voted in some of these key battleground states. And then they had some analytics experts review the data. For example, 1.8 million illegal immigrants worked in America by using social security numbers that did not match their own names. The magnitude of identity fraud that would allow quote, non-citizens to vote is laid bare by a 2002 U.S. Government Accountability Office report an investigation that found the use of fraudulent documents by aliens is expensive. Now listen, in November 1998, immigration officials in Los Angeles alone, listen carefully, seized nearly 2 million counterfeit documents, such as permanent resident cards, social security cards, which were headed for distribution points around the country. A 2005 New York Times article that reported, currently available for about 150 bucks on street corners, in just about any immigrant neighborhood in California, you can get a typical fake ID package, including a green card and a Social Security card. What do you think about that? Now, listen carefully to this. There was a following statement made by, in 2017, by California Senate leader and Democrat uh, Kevin DeLeon, I think is how you say his name. He was testifying before the Senate's Public Safety Committee. And he says this, I can tell you that half of my family would be eligible for deportation under Trump's executive order because if they got a false Social Security card or a false identification card, if they got a false driver's license, if they got a false green card and anybody else who has family members, who are undocumented knows that almost everybody has secured some sort of false identification. Now you bring that to illegal voting data, folks. And they say, in accord with the open doors to illegal voting scientific surveys of non-citizens have found that 15% of illegals admitted they were registered to vote, and 8% said, I definitely voted in 2008. 
So remember, how many illegals do they say is in America? 14% admitted they were registered to vote in 2012, and 9% stated I definitely voted in 2012 in the presidential election. 13% of Hispanic non-citizens admitted they were registered to vote in 2013. The consistency of these rates and claims over time are probably underreported because people don't like to admit they're doing something illegal. But it suggests that they are voting in mass numbers wherever such data is available. These are self-admitted actions. And records for registrations when investigated in small batches prove that the rates are almost double the claims. In 2008, for example, the one-year witch, just facts, that's the group investigating this, has full data. 27% of non-citizens were registered to vote, and 16% of them actually voted. The 16% is also partially cooperated by 2012 data that year. Well, they say 9% of citizens say they voted. So just say 10%. So if you've got literally 12 million illegals in America, which is what they said a long, long time ago, folks, you're talking about 1.2 million illegal voters. And if you bump it up to the real numbers now where they say like 22 to 30 or 20 to 30 million illegals are in America, now you're talking about 3 million voters, north of 3 million voters. They say the results of such studies have relatively high margins of error due to the small sample sizes. But how do we get this done when enforcement is sparse, when there's no laws that can vet this, when there's no transparency of data? Remember, uh, Barack made you realize there's no way to uphold the law on that data. You can't even know. The Census Bureau, by the way, counted... 21,749,984 non-citizens in the U.S. in 2019 alone. Even if only 5% of them voted, it would amount to more than a million illegal votes cast in the 2020 election. Now, you can't debate the Census Bureau's counting, right? Bottom line, folks, is they can say we have no facts, but we dig in the best we can with the limited information. We're against a hostile government that will not release this information to us. That's the problem. But when you realize the Census Bureau counted 21,749,784, or no, 21,000,000. 749,984 non-citizens in the United States in 2019. What do you think of that, folks? You fine with that? I'm just not fine with this. And then what they want to say is without evidence. But my response is, let's dig into the evidence. You want to know what happens when we dig into the evidence? They deny us at every turn even if only 5% of these illegals voted, it would amount to more than a million illegal votes cast 
in the United States 2020 election. Now, if that's the case, is that vote fraud? <laughs> this is hard to even discuss and fathom, right? All right, thought I'd bring that to your attention. I don't know if you know, but there's an article on the New America that's a great article. Written by Daniel Nadel, or Nadel. He calls it a world Ponzi scheme, and he talks about the Federal Reserve and the big scandal. And that goes along with several other headlines that I'll wrap up for you. The economy's in serious trouble. If the Federal Reserve continues its policy of, quote, aggressive interest rate hikes, the U.S. could lose hundreds of thousands of jobs, spiking unemployment. The Fed has really said that their efforts will weaken the labor market. They're blatantly admitting to it. But, man, the economists around the world are very concerned. And here's the other headlines. IMF's gloomy warning. Listen. Worst is yet to come, says the International Monetary Fund, as they predict. Next year is going to be very, very painful around the world. Wow. Jamie Dimon, the huge banker, right? U.S. recession likely within six to nine months. This is serious stuff, Jamie Dimon says. The IMF, the International Monetary Fund, issued its world economic outlook with a bleak takeaway line. In short, the worst is yet to come. And for many, 2023 will feel like a serious recession. The IMF sees stormy waters ahead. Globally, they see rising inflation. The war in Ukraine and the Chinese economic slowdown is just the tip of the iceberg. Wow. This is scary stuff, folks. So to those of you who think it's a great labor market, now, you better think again, because it's pretty rough, and it's going to get a lot worse. Now, I'm sad to report that, but again, you cannot have the government continuing to manipulate and tamper with the free markets and expect it to go well. You just can't expect that, right? If you mess with the markets, you will have trouble. I don't know any other way to state it. I don't know any other way to sugarcoat it or pretend it's not the truth so folks you got vote fraud everywhere you got government lying about vaccines everywhere you got the nation's borders leaking like a sieve while all the deep state folks just argue and complain and uh, whatever but you've got illegals voting in utah and across the nation you've got literally dead people voting and illegals voting in massive numbers Think about it. If you've got a million-plus illegal voters, if you've got a half a million dead people voting or people that are incompetent and incapable of voting because their uh, mental status, the elderly, et cetera, I'm not ma- mocking uh, in any way those who uh, are elderly, but I'm saying they're not making their own vote choices. That's the point, right? They're not literally, uh, okay, so we've got problems. And they will not admit to the problems. But you know what? If we keep up the drumbeat, folks, if we keep up the truth-telling, if we keep up the facts, you check out that CNS News article that I brought up, and, man, it doubles down with just the facts in a very compelling way. Do we have all the evidence? No, we don't, because Barack Obama literally told you, hey, all that data, 
You can't get at it. It's government secret data, basically. And then he says, hey, if you vote, you're a citizen. Does voting create citizenship? Not in the country that I live in. Not according to the laws that I know about. Does Barack have his own set of laws and rules? Or did he just lie to the American people? Remember, they're attacking me, saying that I'm peddling fake news. And they got to have government stop me. they got to have the truth czar from government stop me from my narrative. Who's telling the truth, folks? All right? You better get involved, and you better help us get to the bottom of election fraud and investigate everywhere. All 3,000-plus counties need to get involved in creating accountability and transparency in our elections. And we better prosecute to the fullest extent of the law those who are literally committing vote fraud and those who literally committed vaccine fraud. The truth is coming out, folks. We're coming for them. Uh, And let's not make that a a, a violent statement. Let's say that we're going to do so peacefully through the election process. And through the rule of law in America, that's how we intend to operate. Let's make no mistake or no confusion about my words, please. We follow the Prince of Peace. It is about God, family, and country. It is about the rule of law in America. We are a law and order country, folks. Amen to that. Thanks for being alongside for the ride. LibertyRoundtable.com and LovingLiberty.net for more incredible talk radio. I declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America. America.